Live from the WSX Vacation Shelter in Portland, Maine. And live from the WSX Shelter in Somerville, Massachusetts. Sound the alarm, duck and cover, it's time for the WrestleBoy Social Explosion! Evil Twin Brewing. Get the Low Life and the Sake Beer. Shoutouts to Evil Twin. Shoutouts to Evil Twin. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Social... <laughs> Fuck you. Sorry. You have the beer. Hit me with that out of left field. Hello, everybody. Welcome to WrestleBoy Social Explosion, the retrospective rewatch mini-podcast where we take a look back at the ill-fated MTV show Wrestling Society X... I am the man that brevity forgot, Gabriel Clark. Joined by me, as always, the one, the only, Simply Zalp, Zach Blaze. Zach, how are you tonight? I'm great. We had our, our work outing today. Um, I had a burger and some ice cream, and I tweaked my wrists so, uh, in the batting cage, so I'm not going to be able to type tomorrow. Uh, but fuck all that! It's episode two! Whoa! Ah! We made it! We're here at episode two. And we have to start things off with a little bit of a downer, a little bit of a, of a tragedy on our hands. Um, we do have to say goodbye to a beloved segment that all five of you, I'm sure, are very sad to see go. <laughs> we have to say goodbye to what the fuck is New Jack doing here? I will, I'll tell you what New Jack is doing. He is no longer working with Wrestling Society X. That was his only match. Yeah, the only match he had was the WSX Rumble. And we also found out... Zach, uh, if you want to go into this a little bit, why New Jack was so mad at Hamrick during the Rumble? Oh, it's because Hamrick is a super racist. Um, well, that's... Let me take that back. His character is a racist. I don't know anything about him personally. Yes, uh, he, he did have a... Con- I'm sorry, go ahead. He had... Yeah, you were right. A, a Confederate gimmick. And he was in ECW at the same time as New Jack. And I think New Jack is justified in trying to murder him. Yeah, totally. Uh, so there you have it. So, we unfortunately say goodbye to New Jack. We also have to say goodbye to Justin Credible, uh, who had a strong showing in the WSX Rumble. He is no longer with the television show. We also have to say goodbye to Puma. Uh, as we all know, WWE's TJ Perkins in a lucha mask. He showed up for 15 seconds, did his bit, and left. Uh, so, we have to say goodbye to them. Now, by the way, I do just want to I want to qualify that. Um, what we didn't mention last week, as part of Wrestling Society X, so there's the 10 episodes that went on MTV, there's also what they call WS Extras, which are kind of short internet segments that were on the website. We're not really diving into those. Puma does show up on WS Extra 1. We're, we're not really looking at it as part of the show, but... We could, potentially, once we, we get could. through the 10 episodes, we could take a look back, maybe do something special with the WS Extras. We should have a DVD copy of Wrestling Society X on us, which, by the way, go buy the show. It's twenty. It's, it's twenty dollars on Amazon. It's ten episodes. You get a bunch of wrestling. Uh, you don't get to see the musical performances. Ironically enough, they uh, for some reason did not make the cut for the DVD. So um, yeah, get, go support the show for whatever it is that people assume the show to be. And with that being said, let's get right into episode three. We are back down the rabbit hole. We go weaving and bobbing past the drug addicts in the alleyway, making our way into the WSX arena with our commentators, Chris Kloss and Brett Ernst. Brett Ernst looking surprisingly less jaded and more like he knows where he actually is, which I guess is something that will improve as we go on with the show. Uh, Today's musical guest is indie rock band Sparta. Let me tell you a little bit about the band Sparta, Zach. Uh, What's interesting is that they are a side project that uh, formed after a really good band called At The Drive-In broke up for the first time. Uh, So at this point, this band is a couple of albums in. I checked their Wikipedia page. Nowhere does it mention that WSX is a thing that they've done. (laughs) So they're not going to be necessarily known for their stinging commentary that they contributed to episode three of WSX. 
Hey, this is Zach. Uh, we're just realizing that we did not discuss this incredible Vampiro promo at this point in the show. He is sitting in front of an altar that he's kind of put together with some candles maybe from Michael's Crafts or like Home Goods or something. He cuts like a pretty good promo. For half my life. The blood and the flesh being ripped from my body. I could feel it. The WSX title is my life. Any sacrifice I have to make, my flesh, my blood, my soul, this title is But the setting is so ridiculous, we just... This is one of those things that you really need to see to fully understand and appreciate. Just wanted to let you know, because we did forget that. Uh, we'll go back to past me and past Gabe. Thanks. So, at this point, I'd like to introduce us to a brand new segment, which I like to call, You Shut the Fuck Up When Fabian Kalen Is Talking. <laughs> so that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to shut the fuck up while Fabian Kalen is talking. And let's see what he has now, to I say. Wanna, I want to qualify here. That's not just like when he's talking in the show. I never want to hear anybody talking over my man Fabian Kalen in life. <laughs> not even me. We were watching the episode and he was like, you shut the fuck up. And I'm like, dude, it's okay. <laughs> so let's take a look at what Fabian Kalen has to say. Welcome to Wrestling Society! For some ass kicking beatdowns, then step back, cause you might get burned! Let's kick this off with one of the most down and dirty tag team matches you'll ever see! God, I could listen to him, like, yell at me like a bedtime story. Like, he has to use that screaming voice he does. Like, the phone book, like, a recipe to make chocolate chip cookies. I could listen to him do literally anything. <laughs> so, we are right into it with our first match, a tag team affair between the Trailer Park Boys and the Filth and the Fury. Now, here's a fun fact, um, which I guess we got wrong last time. Johnny Webb is not in the Trailer Park Boys. He's just the manager. Uh, we never met the other member. Uh, the team itself is actually Spider, Nate Webb, and Josh Jug Raymond. Spider and Jug. Now, it took me a couple minutes. I was I was typing up these notes. I had my scrawled down hieroglyphics. Uh, Spider Webb is a very good name. <laughs> I want I want that I want that on the record. No, I mean, no, it's not. But I we will disagree on that. <laughs> um, Filth and the Fury come in. They are hailing from a ladder in the arena, I guess. They're kind of climbing down. Yeah, it's like one of those fire escape ladders, too, that's like on the side of a building, which makes me yeah. wonder how far the WSX arena extends, whether we have like a Synecdoche, New York kind of example going <laughs> on where like there's a sprawling community. So this is a first for our musical guests, commentators, mm. for uh, WSX, because Sparta actually knows a thing or two about wrestling. We think. We think. They, they mention wrestling, and they are correct, which is a really great start. They, they talk about wrestlers from the 90s, the 80s and 90s, like you would talk about something you only kind of half know at a party. So they were like, oh, did you see that new episode of so-and-so? And they were like, oh, I don't watch that show, uh, but I have to sound like I know what I'm talking about. So I feel like they right. just kind of Googled old wrestling <laughs> and, and chose to be like, yeah, let's just repeat these three. Like, it's, it's... You know what I love? I love that Bret Hart family. I like that Jake the Snake Roberts. He really was a snake. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so we have some high-impact catch wrestling to start us off. Yeah, kind of a nice start to the match. Jug goes into the corner, does, like, a headstand. You know the thing where he gets, like, thrown in, and instead of bouncing off, he does the headstand. Right, yeah. Matt Cross goes up and drop kicks him. It actually looks really nice. Uh, Jug almost murders himself. Oh, uh, yeah! Kind of... Almost spikes himself as he falls into, like, the tree of wall position, so, uh, oops. Cross hits another drop kick, basement drop kick. 
and hits a split-legged moonsault for two. We then see Cross hit a amazing, actually really good-looking spinning face buster. Mm -hmm. Teddy Hart doesn't want to wait for a tag. He's in. He comes in with a capture DDT and hits moonsault number one for the match. Number one. Matt Cross, not to be shown up, does a corkscrew moonsault. So, suck at Teddy Hart. At this point, we are informed by commentary that all matches in the WSX arena are falls count anywhere. This would have been nice to know in episode one, when there was a fall outside of the ring in the title match, but yeah, I guess we waited until now. Also, the, the tombstone spot in episode two would have been great to know then. Oh, yeah. but I didn't even think of that. But it's it's a nice touch, I think. It's 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 different from a normal wrestling show. It it raises the stakes that much higher for all of the competitors. Yeah. So I just I don't know how they couldn't have just told us from the get go that this was the case. It would have been nice, but I mean, whatever it happened. Teddy Hart hits moonsault number two. Uh, I checked my notes. I think I lost count. I just I'm there were so many moonsaults. Yeah. I, fuck I can't. Teddy Hart. I can't keep up with Teddy Hart and his fucking moonsault. Can't keep up with that piece of shit. Anyway. Spider does get the knees up on that moonsault, but Teddy Hart just kind of lands on that anyways. And it looks like it connected, so I I don't know what was happening there. The audience doesn't seem to know either. They're kind of grimacing, like, either because it looks like it hurt or because it was a very bad spot. All the while, uh, the Sparta band members continue to actually name drop more classic wrestling. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we're past half knowing what they're talking about to uh, <laughs> this was something dumb we did when we were kids. So we're not going to take this all that seriously, but we're still going to name drop stuff just to keep up with the conversation. Right. Spider and Jug double drop kick to Teddy Hart. There's a great, great shot of the audience at this point that I think we're going to make the yeah. thumbnail of episode two. Yeah, I got to figure out what to do. I, I actually didn't put anything up for episode one so sorry if you were excited for that uh i'll take care of all that but uh yeah spider and jug hit the double drop kick uh teddy hart comes back with an underhook canadian destroyer so if you're if you're listening to this and you don't know all the moves it's a pile driver a canadian destroyer is a pile driver where the guy does a front flip and it's goofy teddy hart does an underhook along with it to make it look goofier commentary calls it a flipping tiger driver which i guess is close enough it's, it's a goofy move. It doesn't need to be precisely named. Josh from Sparta, as soon as this flying tiger driver... Holy shit, this sounds like an anime move. Wrestling is wrestling is stupid. <laughs> um, Josh from Sparta pipes up with this comment. Yeah, I mean, it's it's incredible how they're still up. Look it's at this. Amazing. Yeah, no shit. Great no insight. shit, Josh. Yep. <laughs> God. Uh, Raymond hits a nice, like a vertebraker backbreaker. Camera keeps missing it. I wish that the camera would catch all of these cool things because there yeah, are a lot of them. it's like, it's your three episodes in. You, you, you should know by now that the, the focal point of the shot should be the people in the ring doing the crazy flippy shit. Like, even if you're not a wrestling camera crew, you know how sports work. Like, it's... It's like boxing, or it's like anything. It's like baseball. You gotta keep your eye on who's doing stuff. So Teddy Hart hops out of the ring and decides to do our first extreme spot of the night. He grabs a power cord <laughs> at ringside with, like, sparks and sound effects and shit. And this isn't like a... This isn't like you plug your printer in. You know, it's not a 120 volt. It's like a... It's a friggin' huge cable. It looks like it's plugged into the power plant. So Teddy Hart decides to take Jug... Puts him on a table and like electrocutes him. And what it's it's so it looks so awful to watch. But then commentary hits us with this fun fact. Water, as we all know, is a conductor to electricity. Yes, absolutely That's right. A strong conductor to electricity. A little bit of Bill Nye the science guy there, I appreciate it. Water, as we all know, is a conductor to electricity. Teddy Hart pours it onto Jug and then kind of plugs him in with that plug. Uh, we get a blinding white light and like this goofy noise. <laughs> Teddy Hart, having murdered this guy, kind of shakes his hand off a little because it was electrocuted and that's Marts, I guess. Meanwhile, in the ring, we get Matt Cross with a nice Frankensteiner to a spider. We jump back to the stage. Teddy Hart has done the open heart surgery. Cool move. A corkscrew sent in. Gotta get my shit in. Get your shit in. Rotate yourself. Matt Cross with a shooting star leg drop. Get your shit in. Gotta rotate yourself. One, two, three. That is it. Your winners by pinfall, The Filth and The Fury. Which one's Fury? Which one's Filth? Which one's Fury? Which one's Filth? Uh, Chris Kloss gets in front of Brett Ernst on commentary camera. Oops. Oops. 
Sorry about your shot. Coming up next, we have Los Pochos Guapos, that's Chaos and Aguilera, versus Alcatraz with a K and two Zs, and Luke Hawks. I had to look up Pocho. I'm, I'm not a fluent Spanish speaker. I studied Spanish for several years. I can write it pretty well. I have no idea what a Pocho is. They are a Mexican person who speaks Spanish with, with like a, an American accent and kind of acts like an American. So it's kind of like the equivalent of a weeb, I guess. Like an American, <laughs> an American who goes to Japan and speaks Japanese and acts like they are Japanese. Sure, yeah. There is a segment, our first WS Extra clip is uh, brought up from the MTV website where Chaos and Aguilera are cutting a promo. Chaos is once again upset that Aguilera is obsessed with the Mamacitas and the Cervezas. Um, this is some bad telenovela stuff. I, I'm so into it. And it's also the most consistent storyline that WSX has going for it right now. So, uh, it's like, Aguilar's just like, hey man, have a cerveza. Relax. And he's just like, Psh, no, I don't want your cerveza. I want revenge. Uh, and the bottle kind of like rattles on the ground because it was definitely empty. Um, so Aguilera, uh, it says, he says this. Look! You don't think I care about you? You don't think that I care that you got hurt? You think all I care about is mamacitas and cervezas? I got an idea. I got an idea how we can get some payback on those bastards. Me, you, Luke, and Alcatraz in a TLC match. Tables, ladders, and cervezas. Which is the best gimmick I have ever it's heard so for good. any fucking match. Ever. It's great. So that ends. Uh, we are back with commentary. Fabian's voice has been lowered. He's clipping the microphone as he introduces oh, our next match. Next up, we have El Hombre Blanco and Mascarado, which is uh, a luchador wrestler versus Jack Evans. El Hombre actually is Quicksilver, who is secretly a PWG tag team champion. Uh, at this time, he's hailing from just north of the border which causes Sparta to say this. I don't know if you can quite call this guy a luchador, but you heard it from just north of yeah, the border. Yeah, very north of the border. <laughs> I'm looking at his skin color. It's very north he's, of the border. Is this guy going ketchup instead of salsa? Is that <laughs> his I liked you better when you forcibly talked about wrestling. Mm. Uh, don't, don't stop. Cut that out. Please. It's really bad. <laughs> Evans has moved into a different part of the WSX arena and descends up less impressively. But, you know, he's Jack Evans. He's good. Yeah. Jack Evans gets into the ring. He's breakdancing. But Ombre Blanco interrupts with a dropkick. Rude. The man was doing his <laughs> intro. How could you? What a heel. That's twice uh, now that somebody's kind of attacked uh, Jack Evans. Flying forearm turns Jack Evans inside out. Um, <laughs> commentary hits him with Here one drop. more. You know, it's, it's funny. I'm still confused by the name. But uh, I guess... He's north of the border. We are just full of fantastic lines tonight. Thank you, commentary. Uh, we do get an American Idol reference, which is kind of dating the show, I suppose. Though that's not fair, because American Idol's been around for like 60 years or something. Um, El Umbre hits a nice fisherman buster. One of my favorite moves. Oh my god. Only for a two count, though. Commentary does reference the undefeated Jack Evans, which... Which... Go, I mean, going back to like all those titles where X Pac is like a nine time WWF champion. Yeah, it's true, but his record is 1 0, so. He's been in one match since the show has begun, so not exactly as impressive as we were hoping for. Yeah. Uh, Jack Evans with a beautiful black flip springboard elbow for two into his finisher, the 630 Centon. I could watch this on loop for days. Oh, please. One, two, three. Jack Evans is the winner. We. So we get. I want to say my favorite thing, but my favorite thing will be the next bit. We get a promo showing the next generation is just kind of a general WSX plug. We get, if you've ever watched like NFL Red Zone, they kind of do like the four screen. You get like four videos on the screen at once. All of them are people doing corkscrew sentons, which is pretty rad. Uh, <laughs> like the next generation, it's time to flip yourself. And now something I forgot, which is absolutely one of my favorite things in wrestling ever. Holy shit, it's Matt Classic. Matt Classic. Uh, this is the first proper comedy promo that WSX has done so far. It's like an old-timey voice. He's introducing us to Matt Classic. Frank A. Gotch. Lou Fez. Farmer Burns. And now, Matt Classic. 
classically trained in the catch-as-catch-can method of the match sport. Sculpted from Mount Olympus like a Grecian god with the hook-and-shoot method of freestyle and Greco-Roman wrestling. His full body slam and deadly judo chop don't even scratch the surface of his wrestling repertoire. Beware of him. He will make you his human pretzel. He's here to put on a veritable wrestling clinic. Yes, America, do not adjust your viewing screen. He truly is a math lesson. Who, uh, apparently was in a coma for 40 years and has returned to do some vintage classic wrestling action. Who is Matt Classic? Because he's a, he's a masked individual. Matt Classic is the one, the only, Cold Cabana. Which is amazing to me. Cole Cabana is very good. I, I think he didn't get a fair shake in WWE. I think some people have kind of, if you don't know of his other work, you may not have a great impression of him. He's very good. He uh, He's in Ring of Honor right now, I think. He was feuding with Dalton Castle, I believe. So Matt Classic is, if you've been watching NXT or WWE, you're familiar with Simon Gotch. Matt Classic is Simon Gotch done outrageously. And it is so good. I can't wait to see what Matt Classic will bring to the WSX Arena. Uh, but for right now, we are into our main event, which is the tables, ladders, and cervezas match between Los Pochos Guapos and Alcatraz and Hawks. Alcatraz and Hawks hailing from New Orleans, Louisiana, and the California penal system. Good gravy. A little on the nose. Uh, the signature move is the Romper Stomper, which... I don't know. Do you know anything about male rompers, Gabriel? Because I am not. I don't, actually. I'm not a stylish person. I know that that's a thing. So I'm imagining Alcatraz and Hawks kind of wearing these baggy one-piece floral jumpsuits. Oh, yeah. That's and, all I know. And just like, just like very gently stomping in. Yeah. Uh, we open up with a double drop kick attempt from Los Guapos. Alcatraz and Hawks throw a ladder at them instead. And we kind of get like a Pier 6 brawl side. It's a slobber knocker. Uh, the ladder goes between the ropes, and they do... You know the ladder slingshot spot that, like, killed Joey Mercury's face? Oh, yeah! They, oh they do that. Oh, my God! It's, it's, it looks good. I cannot watch that spot without, like, cringing every time now. Chaos pulls a Chaos Driver to Hawks. Aguilera, of course, not paying attention to the match. He's <laughs> at ringside with a plant who looks like the Swiss Miss. It's, you know, yeah. It's really uncanny. You know, like, on the hot chocolate packet? Yeah. That's who it is. <laughs> She's got like this weird, it's not weird, it's, it's a good look, but it's like a petticoat and like a blue, whatever it is, I don't know what it's called, like a blue apron. Uh, it's very goofy. Chaos misses a moonsault from the ladder. Ouch. Ouchie. Sparta has taken the time to develop a fascination with all of the arm and leg sizes throughout this match. His arm is twice the size of my leg. I want to measure his bicep and measure my leg and see what's bigger. Uh, it's very, how much does this guy weigh? Yeah, I was just going to say Art Donovan. Aguilera suplexes to the ladder after Alcatraz misses a tightrope tornado DDT. Things are very, very exciting. High stakes. Chaos Hicks Hawk here with like, I, I wrote down a Dominator driver. It's like, if you know Farouk's Dominator where it's like, he's holding him over his shoulder and then kind of flips him forward into a face buster. Uh, it's like that, but it goes to a pile driver. It was pretty sick. I liked it. Can I just say, as you describe all these wrestling moves to me, because you're obviously more experienced with uh, that side of uh, wrestling, I'm just picturing Fabian Kalen doing all of these <laughs> wrestling moves, and it's pretty fucking awesome. He is a wrestler. He probably could be doing these. God, I'm going to play WWE 2K17 tonight, and I'm absolutely going to make Fabian Kalen. Oh my god! You should post that to our Facebook. Anyway. I, I will. Um, <laughs> back to the match. Aguilera has the cervezas, this six-pack. He's got it in his hands. Um, it's with, it's like, go ahead. It's a six-pack, but it has WSX written on it in electrical tape, which is like, uh, I guess... It, it's, to, supposed to, it's supposed to be like the DIY look that they've got going on in the arena, but it's, it's bad in all the right ways. I love it. And um, I just wanted to give a quick shout-out to the production team who are killing it at this point. They are correctly... Um, editing in cheering and booing for the appropriate teams that you're supposed to yeah. cheer and boo for, which up until this point hadn't really been a thing. So, uh, good job. So that's nice. Hats off to your production team. We get Chaos trying to powerbomb Hawks onto the Cerveza. If you imagine a six-pack that's full, 
Ugh. Right? And and you're, like, falling from a height onto it back first? That would hurt. Battle cap scraping against your back. No fucking thank you. Yeah, luckily it doesn't work. Uh, Alcatraz whips Aguilera into his partner, Chaos. Hawks kind of falls forward, and Chaos eats a face buster onto the Cerveza. Fuck! Uh, sti- oh, this yes. hurt to watch. Still ouch. Chaos is pretty much out at this point. Alcatraz takes him up, power bombs him into a table. Your winner by pinfall is... Alcatraz and Hawks. Chaos is... Uh, I don't know if he bladed at this point, but after he took that face buster, he started bleeding. Um, and I'm wondering yeah, if that was, was... If that was... That wasn't a work. Because that, that face buster looks really fucking bad. Oh. It was pretty high for a blade, yeah. We go back to commentary, who are eating some Subway, it looks like. And they that's kick it. Sparta off the commentary table, and they have these Subway sandwiches... I don't yeah. know what they're doing with the Subway sandwiches, but they're like, all right, go away. They take a bite, and the episode ends. It's- That's it. Yeah, it's like five seconds. They don't. So there's no, like, logo for the company, and, and, and they're just, like, eating sandwiches, and that's they, it. They just can't I, find a way to ceremoniously end an episode. You're three yeah. episodes in. You can find a, a, a point for somebody to say, on behalf of us here at the WSX Arena, see you next time. Goodbye. All you need to do. But I guess they can't. They can't! It's really weird! Um, yeah, so... So that's the end of episode three. What do you, what do you think of episode three, quickly? I liked it, overall. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're starting to see the storylines that they want us to invest in. We're still getting uh, some new talent being thrown in every time. Um, I like that they splice in footage from future episodes to kind of get us excited to see what happens next. Yeah. Not really something you see a product like WWE doing. They don't really do a whole lot to prep you or to get you excited to watch next week. Or at least not in the same, not in the same sense. Like, they, they try to set you up, you're like, all right, next week it's gonna be Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn for the WWE Championship, and that's awesome. But yeah, this is very much like, I want to say like Survivor, where the, it's, it's very explicitly next time on WSX. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's a little more on the nose, but it works. So everything is, everything's feeling a little bit tighter. Everything's feeling a little bit smoother. I feel like they're starting to hit their stride at this point, but we'll see what happens next. We're going to take a quick break and we will be back with episode four of Wrestling Society X. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, baby. Hey, this is your friend Zach. Uh, Gabe recorded a really good break, and unfortunately the end got cut off, so I'm going to try and do a justice here. Thank you so much for listening to episode two. If you're listening on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher or wherever you may be listening, uh, it would mean a lot to us if you could leave us a review. You know, even if it's not five stars, best podcast ever, um, that sort of feedback would help us a lot for this and for whatever we're going to be doing next. This has been just so much fun. I, I'm stupefied that we have more than like two subscribers. It, it means a lot to me and definitely to Gabe uh, that we can have this project and share it with you. By the way, we do have a, a, an email address now. If you want to contact us, you can go to WrestleBoySocialX at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any questions or comments or, I guess, hate mail, I'll go through that. Um... I think that's all I've got for now. We will throw back to past Zach and past Gabe. Thanks. And we're back. Episode four. You know the drill. We're going (laughs) through the alleyway. We join. I mean, it's, it doesn't even matter at this point. We, we get it. We get it. It's just, this is just filler for us to get to Fabian Kalen. Let's see what he has to say to open up episode four. (laughs) Welcome to Wrestling Society. to the action you want to set it off well light it up cause it's time to play thanks Fabian uh I do who who is Clips Gabriel the musical guest is a hip hop group known as Clips I don't really know a whole lot about them they have about a seven or eight year career at this point they're veterans and uh as we come to find out, they have plenty to say uh, once they're in the commentary booth. Uh, oh, they're yes. probably my favorite guest that we've had so yes, far, far on the show. 
So let's get right into it. Our first match is Matt Seidel with his girlfriend Lindsay Valentine at ringside versus Scorpio Sky. Yeah, Matt Seidel is now booked as the cocky cover boy, which is bad. Um, it's <laughs> Are not you kidding me. That's awesome. It's not offensive. It's just like who cares? That's bad. Shame on them. That's some. That's some like Spirit Squad like mid two thousands aggression era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like dumb gimmick uh speaking of shameful commentary is super excited about how promiscuous lizzie valentine is uh gross 2006 mtv yeah yes 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 uh scorpio (laughs) sky (laughs) don't laugh at that scorpio sky is working a gimmick it's like a two high school superlatives gimmick and he comes out with both of them and this is very good i love it he is the most likely to succeed and he is the best athlete he also comes out in addition to those with a signed 8x10, which he is happy to give I over to Lizzie. I loved that. Yes. I loved it. Scorpio Sky hands Lizzie the 8x10 that he signed, and she does the most I'm an actor, talk to the hand that I've oh ever seen. Oh my god! Ah, everything about this match uh, is just so bad. Mm-hmm. Except the wrestling. The wrestling's good. Like, the wrestling is good, the gimmicks are shit. Clips joins them in the booth. There's a back and forth to open the match. Scorpio Sky, very impressive in this match. He hits mm-hmm. a flying Hurricane Rana. Seidel kind of pulls a heel move, slips out of the ring. Uh, Lizzie forces him back in. Yeah, she's not happy that he's kind of taken a powder. Lizzie sends Seidel back into the ring and then kind of distracts Scorpio Sky. Seidel hits a Russian leg sweep and then hits a leg drop afterwards. Then a neat little clothesline. Seidel jumps back out of the ring and the two of them dance, Seidel and Lizzie, which is nice. I just... I'm not sure what direction they were going for with first pushing him back in as sort of like an Iron Butterfly type deal, and now they're dancing. Mm-hmm. It's just, it feels so weird with it being as this short of a match. Matt Seidel hits a springboard swinging dropkick. Matt Seidel gets some offense in. Scorpio Sky throws Seidel out of the ring and hits a nice tope con hilo. Sky kind of tries for some more offense, but Lizzie grabs his leg. Matt Seidel hits a moonsault, uh, two count. Teddy Hart crying a single tear somewhere in the arena. <laughs> He's like, that's my move. That's my move. Yeah. Scorpio Sky hits a... I, I'm a fan of the Farouk Spinebuster, where he just kind of picks him up and slams him. Like, doesn't go down, just kind of like, fuck you, down to the mat. Uh, Scorpio Sky does that. Not enough to keep Seidel from eventually hitting a top rope C4 to win. Good match overall. Shit commentary. Shit gimmicks. Mm -hmm. Shitty finish, too. Lizzie Valentine comes in and does the most 2006 thing you could ever possibly do. She takes uh, some graffiti. It's it's lipstick. It's a stick of lipstick. lipstick. She takes this big thing of lipstick, bends over Scorpio Sky, and writes H8R into his chest. Hater. He was a hater boy. She said, see you later, boy. This is the worst fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. New, 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 new world order. (laughs) Spray paint on the back of the defeated opponent. It is not. Uh, We do get a recap after this match. This is from last week. Jack Evans defeating El Hombre. Marcus Riot, who is apparently a fan of Evans, he's introduced the uh, PowerPoint title slide, gives Jack Evans his DVD, I guess, trying to get him to, to hook him up. And uh, Jack Evans does take the DVD. We get a title slide that says Jack Evans hooks up Marcus Riot. And then Jack Evans kicks him in the dingus. <laughs> and then we get and another the, title slide that says sort of. They have the the line delivery and the timing of like a middle school yeah. video project. Like it's really bad and it really doesn't like the joke is supposed to be like, oh, I'm Jack Evans. I do what I want. Kicking the dig, it doesn't land whatsoever. Yeah, if it if it sounds good, it's because you haven't watched it yet. Uh, it's bad. So we are introduced now. Uh, Keeping it gangsta is back. We met them briefly in the first episode. Um, they have a promo where they introduce a blinged out ladder <laughs> because um, all black people aspire to have bling for blinged out everything. I guess. This is super weird and, like, kind of racist. If you look past the racism, I love the ladder. Like, yeah, I, the I love the ladder. the really good. Uh, it, you can tell it's good because it's got, like... First off, it's supposed to be a bling ladder. It's just kind of a regular ladder with, like, a couple dozen little plastic rhinestones hot glue Yeah, to it's it. a bedazzled ladder. But they do add sparkles in post, which lets you know that it's very valuable. Taking a page out of, like, Pimp My Rides book or something. Yeah. 
Um, keeping a gangster, they come into the ring. They have an open challenge with this. Bling right there, buddy. Yeah. Come on. We got your boy Slim in the house. I got my boy Ruckus in the house. We keeping it gangster. And we gonna have any tag team that wants to step up to us. Cause once they step on up, they gonna get number five. And there to answer the call is that 70s yeah. team. Yeah. That 70s team is back. Ref brings <laughs> The referee has the stepladder. Here we go. <laughs> has the stepladder to hold the disco ball over Joey Ryan and Disco Machine's head. It's so good. I hate this team. I love them so much. Clips has uh, some more kind of wisdom to drop on us. What do you guys think of the Disco Machine? I mean, come on, what is this? He looks like a big midget. Great observation. There you go. It's a harsh read. The harsh read. They're like roasting these teams right now. Oh, just wait. Here we go. Ding, ding, ding. Joey Ryan with the baby oil. Classic Joey Ryan. I love it. We, we get, I don't want to say wisdom, but maybe like a mantra from uh, Clips. Yeah, they like, they're so bedazzled by what's happening in the ring that they can only utter two words. Come on. He has tassels on his ass. Ass tassels. It's nothing like ass tassels. Ass tassels. <laughs> they say ass tassels three times three in times. the span of like ten seconds. Joey Ryan does a bit where he needs his inhaler. Yep, he needs his inhaler early. We get some good tag action from Keeping a Gangsta. Commentary is complaining about slow counts throughout this, which is weird because it's not an angle. It's just like they want the match to end faster, I guess. I don't know. Is Are even the referees not sure how to call a wrestling match? Like, Well, no. I think, what is happening I think here? the referees are doing fine. I just think commentary is complaining for some reason. <laughs> like, I, like is, did they just hire Chris Kloss and Brett Ernst as like a... A practical joke where they know nothing about wrestling and everyone else is just kind of in on it. Man, if you think that the commentary team is the practical joke here, you have not been watching closely enough. <laughs> um, Disco Machine kind of does the gyrations and the thrusts. Uh, here comes the stepladder. Slim gets a hold of Joey Ryan's tights and exposes his choice ass. Oh my god, it's this beautiful. Is, this is one of my favorite stills from anything ever. Joey Ryan kind of gets Disco Machine's attention. And kind of gestures to say, you know, take a look, my buttock has been exposed. And the Disco Machine looks like... <laughs> disco Machine is horrified. He looks like his car was just thrown into, like, a, an industrial shredder. He's got his hands on his head like, oh my god, how could this happen to me? Clips comes back in with uh, this important question that I'm sure everyone is asking at home. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Did you touch his ass? I think guys... And rub your body? How could you touch his ass? And then rub your body. Which sounds silly at first, but you have to think about it. How could you touch his ass and then rub your body, Gabriel? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I think it's 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 as important as of a question as uh, how can she slap? How can she slap? <laughs> Joey Ryan is kind enough not to pull up his tights. Instead, he's kind of attacked and he falls over to present. He is on his knees, bent over, kind of pointing his patoot at the commentary booth, I believe. It's It was it, it got a little hot and bothered mm. at the WSX shelter in Somerville, Massachusetts. Oh, definitely. Ruckus clears house in a nice little sequence. Slim hits a nice black hole slam to Joey Ryan. They put Joey Ryan in the tree of woe. Ruckus takes the disco ball and hits him in the ding-dong. Right in the nards. <laughs> Uh, commentary, meanwhile, is not paying attention to that. They're claiming that the ladder cost upwards of $1 million. Ernst is insisting that it's actually two. Gabriel, remind me, what was the budget of the entirety of Wrestling Society X? $3.5 Alright, so... That's where the money went, That's where I the guess. money went, yeah. That's why they couldn't afford, like, a quality uh, camera crew or anything. Uh... <laughs> oh, shut up. Uh, jo um... Joey Ryan's still in the tree of woe. They put the stepladder on his face. Ruckus does a front flip senton from the top of that bling ladder. One, two, three. Your winners by pinfall. Keeping it gangsta. Or as Clips likes to call it. Give it up for keeping gangsta. Never got back in the ring. Ass Tassel just got up right now. Oh, God. Look at Ass Tassel. He's upset. He doesn't even care about his partner. He's just at the disco ball. Ass Tassel got his disco ball broken. Ass Tassels. The defeaters of the Ass Tassels. Ass tassels. Seven times over. Ass tassels. By the way, we're, we're introduced 
back to commentary at this point where we are we learned that it was Quiznos it wasn't Subway so the su- the sponsor the sandwiches <laughs> at the head of the end of episode 3 were Quiznos sandwiches because it's a Quiznos sponsored segment here now we didn't know that it's not that they said Subway I absolutely thought it was Subway wrap and that's the only way you could tell which sandwich it was so Quiznos getting the money's worth oh truly <laughs> next up we have our main event the human tornado is back in action against El Hombre Blanco um, I'm not saying his full name. We see a promo for the anarchist Eric Cannon wearing a trash bag shirt, yeah, it's like, which is really gross. It's like a it's like a vinyl. A lot of indie wrestlers have what's called trash bag pants. They're like very shiny. Uh, he's got a trash bag shirt. And he and his friends are filming what appears to be a Jackass fan tape. Mm-hmm. Like they want to send it in so they can be on Jackass or something. We get hit with this line. For those of you who don't know. I am the anarchist, Eric Cannon. And if that's what I'll do to my friends, wait till you see what I do to the competition here in Wrestling Society X next week. What, you're just going to film your own jackass special at WSX? Is that what's going to happen? Yeah. It's garbage. I don't care. You know what? This might be a good opportunity to say... Let's grade that performance. <laughs> um, Jokes on you. I didn't take any notes on this. <laughs> yeah, let's grade. Gabriel, give me give me a positive. I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, you know what? We have the sandwich here. We got the we got the bread. Uh, we have the, the nasty part, nasty filling. We got the. <laughs> and then we have the slightly soggy other piece of bread that has to touch all of the 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 meats. There you go. Give me give me that top piece, Gabe. That top piece. Uh, let's see. You know, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you the top piece. Eric Cannon is a good wrestler. You don't get to see it here, and that, so maybe this doesn't count, but he is a good wrestler. Would you give me some of that nasty, nasty meat, please? That nasty, nasty meat is, like, this segment fucking sucks. Like, <laughs> it's like him, like, beating up his friends and, like, jump-cutting to different poses that he's doing, and he's just like, mm, I don't care about anybody. I'm so cool. If I'll do this to my friends. <sighs> it's like, great. That's your character, is that you're an edgy piece of shit. We saw that already with Youth Suicide. Rest in peace, Youth Suicide. Yep. And at least Youth Suicide had a fucking hat. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's hit him with that last piece of bread. His name is Eric Cannon. Well, here, so I don't think that's a good... Can I I propose something? Yes. Uh, Open face sandwich? Open face. All right, open face. Open face it. Is that okay? (laughs) Is that all right? Yeah, that's... Because I sure as shit don't have a good piece of bread here. Um, his name is Eric Cannon. I want to fire him out of a cannon into space and never see him again. I give this performance a solid... Soggy corned beef open face sandwich. Zach, this is why you're my co-host. That's what I get paid for. This is what we get the big bucks for. Um... I don't get paid. Gabriel doesn't pay me. <laughs> Next up! <laughs> Next up, we have El Hombre already in the ring... Goes to pose on the turnbuckle and Gesundheit, he sneezes. Oh my god! Could He's they not sneezing. just take I, it again? Now this is this is an aside. Have you ever seen a wrestler sneeze during a match? No, this is like I've never seen this it. Is like, uh, this is like a white whale moment for wrestling fans. Yeah. It's it's just like a bizarre thing. I, I I it happens, I don't care, it's fine. I've just never seen it and it threw me off. Fabian Kalen pantomimes a tornado during tornado's entrance. <laughs> So just pretend that this this grown man, this grown bald man is spinning around as he says this. And his opponent from Hollywood, Alabama, he is the human tornado. I want you to imagine Howard Finkel in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> the following contest scheduled for one fall. <laughs> Introducing first, from Hollywood, Alabama, <laughs> the Human Tornado. Just, this grown-ass old man just spinning around. Oh my fucking god! I'm so here for this. Um, Please buy this DVD and just watch this. This is all you need to watch just to understand Wrestling Society X. Um. So good lord, a Human Tornado doesn't come out as he is introduced. So Fabian tries it again. And his opponent, this is from odd. Hollywood, Alabama, he 
is the human Silver lining. We get to see this a second time. We get to time. see him spin again. It's so good. Uh, we're taken backstage at the WSX Arena to find that uh, Tornado is laid out. He has been attacked. And then Six Pac enters. Really weird. Mm-hmm. Takes out El Hombre. Just lays him out. And he takes the microphone that Fabian Keelan has. And he calls out Vampiro with this. Hey, Vampiro. Get out of here right now. And I'm going to kick your... Vampiro willing to take the bait there. Uh, he does come in. Clips is very confident in Vampiro. They have uh, very nice things to say. Yeah, I don't know if there's a single sound clip we can pull, but they're just like way in his corner. Now, I need to <laughs> I need to confess something. Zach and I, yes, we haven't been very honest with you. Um, we told you that it was due to poor ratings that MTV shelved uh, the. Next five episodes into a marathon at 3 a.m. Um, and that was part of the truth. That's kind of true. Let's go through this spot and then maybe revisit and see what the problem is, okay? Here comes a giant man, very tall dude, uh, who has a burned face. I was going to compare him to Kane, like a discount Kane, but Kane does not have real burns. They are psychological scars. Uh, we have a giant man with a, a huge burn on his face. He throws a fireball at Vampiro. Uh, it's not a fireball, though. And the reason is, MTV's standards and practices did not like the fireball They hated spot. it. They didn't, and, and we'll come back to this in a sec. So what happened instead is WSX post-production blurred the hell out of this fireball spot. It's like spot. a miasma cloud. Like, you know that, that meme where, like, everything shakes and then, the like, Shrek's face distorts or something like that? It's like that, yeah. only there's a harsh zoom in on the fireball. There's there's only one way to describe it, and it's it's what the commentary says. They call it this. Chris, this guy looks to my... Oh, he's just unleashed hell on Vampiro! He unleashed hell. On Vampiro. He shot a ball of evil at Vampiro. This is like... I We mentioned it in the last episode. I'm a, I'm a Gangrel mark, so... Whatever. In the 90s, Gangrel was definitely not a vampire because that would imply occultism and Satanism and all that. So he didn't drink blood during his entrance. He drank a mysterious red liquid. And when, when, when the brood would do, like, the bloodbath, like, the lights would go out and somebody would be covered in blood... It was a mysterious red liquid. That's kind of what this is. This, this dude throws a fireball, but it's not a fireball. It's it's an unleashing of hell. It's, it's, it's evil. from a dark, dark place as this man grabs Vampiro as he's laying ringside and goes... Oh, look at my face! Oh, look at my face! Oh, oh, look at oh. And we are... Look. And we are we are forced to at this point. It's you can demand it of us, but we're going to anyway because the camera zooms in on his face. They add in <laughs> an eye glow. Post production, his, his eyes are glowing, and there's a lightning sound, and the episode it's, ends. It's so fucking it's so goofy. stupid. It's stupid. I Everything love it so much. About this episode is so <laughs> fucking stupid. Yeah, so. MTV didn't think it was goofy and stupid. MTV was they very were upset. Pissed. Um or at least at least they claimed that. There are different stories. My understanding, MTV kind of used this spot, the fireball spot, as their justification for taking Wrestling Society X off the air. Uh, they said, you know, our ratings are bad, but we don't want to just can it because of ratings. We you know, we paid for this. Our excuse will be that they did something that violates standards and practices. Which, which makes sense because it's so in theory, shooting a fireball in somebody's face is A, not all that plausible. B, there's a lot of... I mean, MTV had jackass and they had kids, I said before, filming stuff all the time trying to recreate that. Who's right. going to go try and recreate a fireball to the face? I don't even want to meet that yeah, kind of I mean, person. And the, the thing that... It makes sense to me. Like, it's fine. It, it makes sense. They don't want to have people trying to do this, because if you try and do it, you're actually going to fry somebody. The thing is, this is like a spot from the 80s. This is, in 2006, this is like a 20-year-old spot. People have thrown fireballs forever. Hulk Hogan threw fireballs from time to time. 
Hulk Hogan is capable um, of anything, so that's that at least right, makes sense. I know. There's this is an aside. Find the video of Hulk Hogan failing to throw a fireball at I think it's the Iron Sheik. It's very good. He's like sitting there with the flash paper. For no, like it's um that's uh to... that's the Ultimate Warrior Halloween Havoc. Oh, it it's is. So... You're right. Oh, it's WCW. Yeah, that yeah, explains yeah. it. Okay. Um, it's so bad. It's great. <laughs> so we're at the end of episode four. Things have taken a really stupid turn. I am compelled. Yeah. I am compelled. Uh, I am defied to continue watching Wrestling Society X. And we hope that you'll do the same. No. Um, Gabriel, yes. at the end of episode two, what did you expect to see in episodes three and four? Did you expect this? Not even close. Not even close. I don't even know what to expect anymore. Like, this show has defied every single expectation that could, I could ever have as somebody who has watched as much wrestling as I have. So, that's the end. That's the end of episode two of WrestleBoy Social Explosion. Thank you for joining us on this wacky, wacky ride. We have six episodes to go. We're almost halfway there. I cannot wait to get back to this. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Yeah, thanks for your input, Zach. Thanks. See you soon. Love, Zach. Hey, this is your friend Zach for the third time this episode. I'm here, and I'd like to credit the people who helped make this episode possible. Your theme song was Organism by the Ernies, arranged by yours truly, Zach Blaze. You heard two sounds during this episode, Siren.Wave by, as always, I Fart in Your General Direction, and Schoolbell.Wave by Panska Stranska Michaela, both on freesound.org. Our break music is Just Nasty by Kevin McQuad. Our outro music is Retro Future Nasty by Kevin McQuad. And the music I'm talking over right now is Retro Future Clean by Kevin McQuad. All three of those can be found on Incompetech, I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H dot com. All of those sounds are licensed under Creative Commons by the Attribution 3.0 license. You can learn more about that at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy, B-Y, slash 3.0. You can find us on social media at facebook.com slash wrestleboysocialx. You can also now contact us by email at wrestleboysocialx at gmail.com. Please leave a review on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher. Let us know what we could do better or what you liked about the show. We'd love to have your feedback so that we can improve in the future. Uh, and also tell your friends. That's just as helpful. We'd love to get more people listening. While I'm here, we do want to give a shout-out to two of our friend podcasts. One is Discman Dudes, presented by JLo and his friends. JLo was kind enough to provide microphones for Gabe at the vacation shelter in Portland. We'd also like to shout out All My Friends Are Dogs by Molly on SoundCloud. Uh, she talks about working with dogs and telling stories and giving you tips on how to take care of them. Great stuff. Definitely check them both out. That's all we have for this week. Until next time, I am Zach. He was Gabriel. Thanks very much.